What are you doing, Barrett? How, how's everything going for you today? Good. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Been waiting to talk with you. The reason why is because we both have had situations with our hearts, and, and so many dreams change when things happen to our hearts. But, man, we keep pumping, don't we? That's right. That is right. How, yes, sir. how did you find that inner strength to, to, to do that? Because it's one of those things where it was like, you know, you know, it's like, okay, well, I can either, I'll tell you what a doctor said to me. He says, start acting your age. And I'm going, no, that's just not going to happen. I, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I struggled a lot when I was, when I was diagnosed, uh, with my heart disease. Uh, I was mad. I was very angry. Um, because I felt like, you know, everything that I've ever worked for, you know, I, as an eight-year-old kid, you know, I thought that my life was ending and really my life was just beginning. Yep. Uh, and, you know, I, I finally came to realize that the Lord had a different plan for me and, uh, you know, and it, it wasn't to play sports. It was to play guitar and sing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'll never forget that moment where I was in the hospital and they were telling me what was going on. And, and I really the first thing I said was Merry Christmas. And 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 because and the doctor looked at me kind of strange, and I said, "No, this is a conversation between me and God." And I said, "Merry Christmas." And 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 so and I really felt like that it put me in a place of peace. Is what it did. Did you go through the same thing? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, when I was in the hospital, um, you know, I I, I struggled beforehand. Uh, my grandfather uh, was like my best friend, and he was he was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Mm. And, um, he actually passed away four days before my open heart surgery and his funeral was two days before my open heart surgery. And, uh, I, I almost didn't have the surgery because I was, I was sick from being up all night, mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, losing him was a hard thing. Uh, we knew it was coming, but you know, just didn't think it would be that soon. I thought I was going to be able to make it through open heart and, and him still be there. But, you know, I feel like, I feel like him, him passing away was kind of like my guardian angel. And he, he pretty much told me, Barry, you can do this. This is something that you, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to get done and, you know, stop being a titty about it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Now through Buddhism, I've learned that in situations such as that, the, the transition of energy becomes a part of your life do you feel the presence of your grandfather right there in front of you because it, it, to me i'm sitting here going oh my god this is exactly what i've always studied well you know i don't necessarily feel him right in front of me but i feel i feel that he he watches over me he yeah. he and he keeps me safe um in, a, in an aspect of he um you know he always wanted what was best for me. Right. Uh, he was, he was one of my biggest supporters and I just feel like from heaven, he is just falling down on me and, and you know, the, my biggest supporter, you know? Yeah. Especially when it comes to music. Cause it feels like that the, you know, when, when it comes, when you sing, it feels like the energy of the universe is moving through you. It's fun to watch you guys right. on that screen and go, Oh my God, they totally get what's happening. Yeah. It is. It it is a, you know, when you get on that stage, it's it's almost like you blank out. Yeah. Um, you. You go. You start singing, and you're like, okay, I'm here. I'm present. And then you get about halfway through the song, and you get done with the song, and then you come home, and you're like, 
did I really do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but see, isn't that so, part of being a creative person, though? It's it's like it's like we disconnect because there are many times that I, I'll, I'll do something and I do I'll question that. So I keep a defrag journal is what I do, so I can document after the the moment and defrag it and break it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you sing a song cool. from Coldplay, these guys are not simple songwriters. I mean, when and you did Yellow. I mean, that's that could not have been an easy song to to, to do. No, sir. It was it was very very uncomfortable when I first um, when I first started singing the song, um, because I had never sang a song in my falsetto voice. Um, and the song is just, it's, it's just hard. Um, different places in the song, you know, where, you know, you go in the safe in for instance, in the first verse, it says, look at the stars, look how they shine for you. You know, when the lead singer of Coldplay sings that first line, he, he does it half, he does half the first line in falsetto. Yep. And I was like, you know, I can't, I can't do that. Like, I mean, I could, but it, it, I tried it and it just it wasn't sounding right. And I was like, I got to figure this out. So I ended up singing that first two, those two first two verses in my chest voice. And they ended up working out really well. Um, but I, I did tell, I will tell you that I worked really, really hard for that song. Uh, I sang falsetto songs from the time I got yellow um, until the time I'm, I got done with yellow and I still sing songs that have falsetto in it because I want to keep my falsetto. Um, but yellow was a really fun song. Uh, it was not in my wheelhouse. Uh, it was actually in the girl, uh, the girl that I was battling. It was actually very in her wheelhouse. I did not even know this song. Um, when we first started it. Um, and she did. Uh, so it was a very, a, a learning curve for me. But um, I just took it as a challenge and, and ran with it. Do you think one of the reasons why people are afraid to showcase their, their falsetto, and, and I, ha I struggled with this in, in, in class, in course, and stuff like that, because it, it's like, no, I, I don't want to be that person. I want to be the voice. I, I want to be, because that's not how Rod Stewart is singing. That's not how all these, uh, they're not up there with those high falsetto voices. And then you get someone like Bruno right. Mars nowadays who's, who's, who doesn't mind going up in those high vocals. And, and, and even Justin oh, Timberlake. Oh, I know. You know, and those guys are Bruno Mars and Justin Timberlake and even Rod Stewart. Those guys are insane. Um, it's funny that you said Rod Stewart. My my grandfather has a, a song that Rod Stewart does. Uh, he does. He redid like Moon. He did Moon River. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And I love that song. My grandfather loves that song. Love that song. And uh, Fly Me to the Moon, mm -hmm. Rod Stewart. Um, but you know, all these, all these cool artists, uh, like Alan, he's new. He, this guy's new. I listen to him a lot. His name's Alan Stone. Mm -hmm. He's super cool guy. I've never met him, but I just know that he, his voice is just amazing. His falsetto is just absolutely crazy. Um, same with Bruno Mars and Justin Timberlake. It's just, we, we're living in this age of exploration when it comes to music. Do you find yourself playing that game as well? <clears throat> Yes, sir. Yeah. I do. Yeah. How, how do you practice that? Do you have a studio at home? I mean, what, what is it that you're doing to, to, you know, to maintain that strength? Um, you know, I, I'll just get in, normally what I'll do is I'll just get in my truck, uh, 
drive down the road and turn on the radio or turn on a song and just sing with the person singing. And, you know, I just, I just work on, I just work on keeping my voice to the potential to, well, really keeping my voice strong and healthy. And, um, you know, so that when I do go and sing, I don't have to worry about my voice cracking or anything like that. How do you, how do you keep it healthy in, in that way? Because I mean, I sit here with a ton of water, all different temperatures and stuff like that, because I need this voice. This is my job. What do you, because your voice is the same way, dude. Right. You know, I, everybody's always said tea and honey. Um, I've never asked any of that, but you know, I drink, you, you know, same way with you. I drink a lot of water. Um, I, um, I probably don't, I probably don't, like sodas, I mm. like sodas, so I try to stay away from those because when I drink a soda and then try to sing, there's no, it just don't work. Oh, uh, I'm so with you, I'm so with you on that. I'll never forget, I was doing a studio session, and my goal that day was to go in there because they had all the instrumentations done, and it was time to go drop tracks. And and what did I do? I drank Coke all the way up there, and I could not sing because my voice was it was it was like burned by the dang fizz and all that kind of stuff. And it was it was a wasted oh, yeah. day, and I still had to pay for the dang studio. Yeah, well, that's the you know that's the thing with with Coke. It, that one is it's really strong in like carbonation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i would be i would be burping in the mic <laughs> if, if i ever did that oh my god so. you just gave me a flashback of my my wife's ex-husband is a record producer and he produced for madonna and and she was singing a song and she wasn't getting it right so she takes the gum from her mouth and she put it all over his rca mic and it's like i'm going are were you mad why it was madonna oh my goodness. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. So what what have you learned on this journey that you're going to be able to tuck away and keep forever? Because, I mean, come on, you're on Blake Shelton's team. Blake is like, you know, he's he's so powerful in the world of country music. Yeah, probably one of the biggest things I took from this whole thing uh, is, you know, my mom and dad have always told me, uh, I've always kind of let my heart disease define who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of always let it control me. And I, uh, one of the things that I've learned from this show is to step out of my comfort zone. Um, to step out of your comfort zone is okay. Uh, you know, and to, and really, really one of the things that like Blake Shelton um, told me, you know, he said, Barrett, when you get on the stage, you look so afraid. And I'm like, I'm not afraid, you know, and I said this nicely, you know, of course, but I said, I said, I'm not afraid. I just feel like when I get on the stage, I have a certain job to do. Yeah. And I haven't figured out how to make my face look happy and be in that same zone. Um, so I'm not I'm not afraid. Um, maybe a little nervous, but I'm not afraid to to um, you know to sing for people. Um, but one of the things I've really learned is is to really kind of step out my comfort zone, be confident in myself, and then everyone else will be confident in me. 
And isn't that where we're supposed to be as artists during this pandemic is the fact that, you know, in, in everything that's gone evil around the world, it's always been the artists that step out first and then you have followers. Right. Yes, sir. That's it. That's exactly right. So then I got to ask you the question, you know, you, you know, I realize you're on the, you know, the voice and stuff like that on NBC, but I mean, but, but Barrett, you've, you've got a life that continues afterwards and I want listeners to, 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 to support you all the way through. What is your next step? And, and that life doesn't end on the voice. Yeah. You know, I understand, you know, I understand that the, my life will, you know, it's not going to end on the, end on the voice. There's, there's big, big things to come, you know? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I have a couple songs I want to record um, and get recorded and professionally and maybe put those out on Spotify, um, you know, and then, I, you know, I'll play I play gigs uh, just about everywhere. I love it. Um, so I, I play gigs and then I'm also a substitute teacher. Mm. So, <laughs> so I'm actually at the school right now. Uh, I'm, a, I'm substituting. <laughs> I'm substituting for a, a teacher today. Um, it's actually my second day being a substitute teacher, and I, I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy being around kids, and um, you know that they, they see me as the guy from The Voice. You know, Aww. so. So <laughs> my, my wife is a school teacher and I teach broadcasters at universities. I, I so know that connection because when, when, when you say something and it pops inside someone's imagination and starts to affect the way that they're learning, God, my God, you can, there's nothing on this planet that, that can beat that. Right. No, there's not. And it's, and, you know, I always, you know, the, the thing is, is that, you know, share your knowledge. It's, it's not mine. Just share your knowledge. Yeah. What, what grade are you That's teaching? Right. Uh, fifth and sixth grade. Oh my God! Oh. <laughs> Do they have to check their smartphones in before they come to class? Uh, well, that's the thing, you know. I um, I don't, you know. Most of the time, with the with the teachers here at this school, they're they're real. Well, this this school is called uh, Williams Intermediate, mm-hmm. and they're really they're really when it comes to cell phones, they're really strict about it. Ooh. So. If they see a kid with it just in their pocket, they get it taken up. Wow. See, we need that. You know? We need that leadership. Yeah. Wow. Right. So when is class? I mean, because so. you're, you're an hour behind me. I'm over here in Carolina. So it's, it's really, what, uh, 825 where you are? Yes, sir. When- yes, sir. So I, I just I just missed first period class. <laughs> so I got, I had a, there's a, another substitute that came in for me. And then I'll be, I'll be with her for the with them for the rest of the day i love where your heart is man you you got to come back to this show anytime in the future barrett the door is always going to be open for you yes sir thank you so much for having me well you be brilliant today okay yes sir thank you you bet bye guy